Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short. So glad to have you along today on this Saturday morning, November 6th, as we get into the Word of God. Today we want to talk about some current events. So glad to have you along. If you're here for the first time, special welcome. I hope you'll like the content and will subscribe. And if you're here regular, one of the benefits you might not even realize is, of course, we are developing a community and even praying for one another. As you can see, one of our regulars here, I'm forgiven too. Her sister in France is very, very sick. COVID and people here are praying for her. And if you're here, you can watch this anytime. If you're here in the live stream, you feel a little bit more a part of this community. So we're here every day at 8.30, but you can watch anytime or you can listen on the podcast and download the, just the audio for app, off Apple, Spotify, or, or the Google platforms. Anyway, proceeding for today. The verse I'd like to look at today, and I've titled this, Smart Money. Are you prepared and ready for the days ahead? I'd like to read from Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief, officer, or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And your poverty will come like a vagabond and your need like an armed man. I'd like to speak today a bit about the subject of preparation and not being lackadaisical or lazy or, unpre or, or, or a sluggard in relation to preparation for the future. Now, usually when we in America, we're a modern economy. We don't, we don't, most of us don't grow our own food. We buy it in the supermarket. We're used to the shelves being full, plenty of food. We're used to, you know, having perishable food available. And then, of course, we've got all kinds of stuff that will last a long, long time. We are a fast-paced generation. We're used to being able to drive through a restaurant and have a meal available within minutes, cooked, warm, available. Uh, if, you're, if you go through the drive-thru, you want it in a matter of a minute or two. And we're used to getting food quick, fast, cheap, easy. Now, this is not typical in the history of the world. And to be honest, much of the world itself this still does not have this convenience and access to food as we have. And, you, and yet, in our day, with this pandemic, and dare I say, with terrible decisions, in my opinion, that our government is making in how it's addressing it, and the fear, the incredible fear that has caused people, fear can, caution can be wise, preparation is wise, prudence is wise, but making decisions based out of abject fear can cause you to make bad decisions. And those who keep their wits about themselves in difficult times can make good decisions. Those who don't can make bad decisions. Sometimes I look at what's going on in our country today, in our world, and I've got to ask, are they just incompetent or are they overcome with fear? You've almost got to wonder if it's intentional, in seeking intentional infliction to try and tear down our economy and our values and so on. But I get ahead of myself. What's happened in our country 
it's, it's for the first time in my lifetime, we're really facing significant shortages. We faced shortages a year ago. We began to face shortages in the area of ammunition. Now, if you have a, own a firearm and you want to have ammunition for it, you probably have had difficulty getting it and it, was, and it became very, very expensive. Just the law of supply and demand. There was no supply. And then we've more recently been having a problem with microchips. That's why we've been, you know, it's, it's difficult to, there, there are tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of cars, new cars that are prepared to be, that are ready to be sold other than they don't have microchips in them. And so they're sitting there unable to be sold because they won't work because they're running out of the chips that run them. And as a result, we've had this shortage of cars and a shortage particularly of used cars. And it's difficult to find the used car you want now. And if you do find it, the price has gone up dramatically. We've had shortage, you know, again, we've been told if you want to buy something that's going to be electronic for Christmas time, you better get it now. Because if you wait till late November, early December, even now, it may not be available. We had to buy a microwave recently for a, we have a rental house and microwave went out and had to buy a microwave. Went to Best Buy and, and most of the microwaves, it says, you know, there are two left or, or, or only one left in stock or, you know, this won't be available until January. And so there is this, these shortages are showing up. And then this week I went, when I got here to Gainesville, I went shopping in a Walmart. And I noticed on the, on the shelves, the food, there were some foods, some things that I like, that they, the shelves were bare. They just weren't there. Or maybe there's one or two boxes of it where you're used to being a bountiful, plentiful, that's uh, stocked full, and it wasn't there. <clears throat> It's very easy to think, you know, here in America, this prosperous land that has got our, our economy go so well, our food has grown, it's brought to market. You know, even in our day and age, when it's out of season, we get fruits and vegetables from other parts of the world that are brought to us, and we can have them any time of the year. And we are so used to the supply of food than going, stopping by the store, just getting a day's worth or whatever, and or refrigeration. With the modern conveniences, with the shipping, refrigeration, and so on, we're used to having anything we want, whenever we want it, and um, at a reasonable price. I hope that remains. But I want to encourage you to be prepared if it doesn't. Now, some people say, Tommy, you know, are you going full-blown prepper? Or are you, you know, moving out in the country and, and so on? Well, Personally, no, and I'm not going to get into that. But what I do say is that, that the idea of, of kind of mocking someone who prepares for disaster or prepares for a difficult time, that's not, don't do that. You know, I have insurance on my house. <clears throat> I sure hope it never burns down, but it's important enough. It's worth me being prepared just in case. I have insurance on my car. I sure hope I never have an accident. But I realized that if I did, and I hit someone, killed someone, whatever, um, it, it could wipe me out economically. So therefore, we buy insurance. We prepare for a potential disaster, and we hope we never have it. But to put that money towards it is a wise investment. It's a wise 
defense mechanism. The ant, the ant prepared for the future. It prepared for the possibility of something very, very negative happening. Now, we see this happening in Scripture, too. God, one of God's chosen men was Joseph. And God took Joseph from, you know, from Israel and, and allowed him to be taken as a slave. It was his brothers who put, put him there. Allowed him to be taken as a slave. He became, you know, he rose from a prison to become the second in command because he was able to interpret a dream and know what was coming. What was coming? There would be seven bountiful years and seven lean years in Egypt. Seven bountiful years and seven lean years. In those bountiful years, many people just spent all they had. But not. But Joseph oversaw a program with the government for the Pharaoh to, uh, uh, to keep and to assemble and to preserve food for the lean years. Most people didn't know the lean years were coming. They didn't believe that the lean years would be there. They thought it would always be prosperous. But it wasn't. And it wasn't going to be. And because Joseph and the Pharaoh prepared for those, used the bountiful years to prepare for the lean years, when the lean years came, they, uh, there was a tremendous transfer of wealth and there was a tremendous transfer of power where Pharaoh became extremely powerful and where the people of Egypt lost any hope of power themselves. I don't know that that's in our future, but it would not surprise me if in our future we have, we have had some very bountiful years. It would not surprise me if in our future we have some lean years. And it would not surprise me, although, dare I say, it's really easy to think it couldn't happen here. To think it couldn't happen here. I've, my intern's traveling with, traveling with me is from Venezuela. And to hear the stories of Venezuela, once, once one of the most prosperous nations of, the most prosperous nation of South America, now one of the poorest nations in the world, where they've had hyperinflation, food shortages, just, just the, the country's been devastated by the policies of the government. And they had abundant times. Now they have lean years and many people were not prepared and they suffered greatly. So I want to encourage you in your thinking of the future, don't assume that the abundance and the blessing and the good that we in America have experienced will be there forever. You know, we do believe, it seems like our politicians believe that the laws of, of nature and the laws of God, they can flaunt them. They can deficit spend forever. Just last night, they passed another 1. what, 2 trillion, 1.7 trillion, I mean 500 billion, who's counting? Big bill. And we continue to just overspend, overspend as if we can do this forever and the truth is, and they're talking about more, and, and the truth is, we have shortages that are coming. We have government decisions that are messing up the, the supply chain. We have potentially, within a matter of a month or two, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of truck drivers who, who lose their jobs because they're not vaccinated. They weren't going to get vaccinated. We have the, the health care is breaking down over this vaccination mandates. 
The supply chain is breaking down. We have the, the whole thing has been disrupted. And it's been disrupted, and our government is AWOL, and they're coming up with all the wrong policies. And so all I'm saying is don't say it can't happen here because it is happening here. We're seeing inflation, and we're seeing the breakdown of the supply chain. And whereas it has barely touched food yet, this is my concern, that it's going to touch food in the maybe not in the coming week or two. And some of those bare shelves that we're seeing now, you know, some of it's even just convenience food. But I'm fearful. Not, not fearful. I'm cautious. I want to prepare. I want to prepare for some real significant problems. Our country wants to defy God. Our political leaders want to defy, our business leaders are, it seems like so many of our cultural elite and leaders think they can defy God. And we are we experienced this pandemic, and there doesn't been repentance in our country. There hasn't been repentance. And scripture says that when when if a man will not repent, God sharpens his sword. We're looking to science for all the answers. We're not looking to God as a people. I hope you are. I know I am, but our country's divided and many are not. And so what do I say? In days like this, I don't know that we've learned, we're learning the lesson. We're coming back to God the way we need. And so therefore, I don't expect this all to just go away. Now, let me tell you, when we talk in these terms, preparation, so on, we are a fast-paced society. If, if you know, passes big spending bill, if inflation doesn't hit the next week, we think, well, it's not a problem, or we forget about it a month or two later. It takes time for these things to come. It takes time to get into them, and it takes time to get out. Or shall we say disruptions of the food chain? We we don't see we see little bits of it here and there until suddenly it then becomes big. And what I want to say: be wise to the warning, be wise to what we're seeing. Don't don't think that it can't happen because it hasn't happened yet. Be prepared. Now, you say to me, Tom, do you really think we could have food shortages in America? Well, I would say this: I think that's more likely than that my house will burn down. I think it's more likely we're going to have food shortages in America than that I'm going to have a devastating accident and, and have a, a be in court uh, because of an auto accident that I need my insurance company to, to cover me. I don't mind spending some extra money now to be prepared for a potential devastation. And so I want to encourage you, be prepared. Go to the ant. Be wise. One final thing. This is not easy. Roz and I went to Costco, you know, a few weeks ago and said, we're going to do this. Of course, they were out of the toilet paper. They were out of the paper towels. Another supply shortage issue or food chain or supply chain issue. They were out. And um, and we looked at other stuff and we thought, well, we're going to buy this. We're going to buy that. It's not easy to do. And we, we spent about 250 bucks and thought, well, we walked out of here um, getting ready in case things, you know, don't go well. Well, that 250 bucks would have lasted us maybe, how long? A couple weeks of a cup for a week or two? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, we, we bought some stuff here or there, you know, some chicken breast we could freeze or something. You know, it was basically maybe 20 meals it would have supplied. 
Folks, I'm talking about being prepared for something longer than that. It's not easy to do. It's not easy. We've never shopped this way. We're not used to buying stuff more than what we need in the next week or two. And so it's a mindset change to prepare and to and do what would, what would last. One final thing, I think it's worth the investment because whether we have supply chain stuff problems or not, which we do, but whether it becomes something that touches food or not, I will say this. Prices are going up. One of the best investments you can make is to buy stuff now. We could have deflation, but we're likely to have, it seems like inflation is here. Just imagine if you could have bought, you know, a thousand gallons of gas a year ago and, and be able to use them now. You'd use the gas, you would have gotten it for a buck and a half cheaper. Just imagine if you could buy food now and it's 10, 15, 20% more expensive in six months, well, that would have been a good investment with your money if you see what I'm saying. So these are things, I think smart money, be a Joseph, be prepared, go to the ant, be wise, buy stuff, you're gonna eat it anyway. Might as well get ahead, be prepared, be safe uh, because we don't want disaster to strike us. Be wise as Christians. We don't just go for the momentary pleasure. We realize long-term. We Wise people think long-term. Foolish people think only the day or the week ahead. And we are to be wise people. We think in light of eternity. Let me encourage you also to think in light of the next two, two or three years. Father in heaven, we bless you today for the wisdom of the ant. It didn't need a ruler. It didn't need a chief. It didn't need a king to tell it what to do. It was smart enough to work hard and prepare for its future. And Father, we I know there's already there's so much advertising about preparing for retirement, having enough money for retirement. I pray, Father, that we would be, wouldn't just follow the crowd. I pray that we would be people who are wise in the essentials of life. And I pray, Father, that we would be prepared. And I pray, Lord, that we would know, uh, we'd prepare for our family and we'd know how to do it. Give us wisdom, Father. I want to ask for everyone on here to have wisdom with their finances. Father, um, we confess sometimes we just think the rapture is going to bail us out. We just think that it's it's all going to be okay because Christ will come back. I pray, Father, that that would happen. We, we say, Maranatha, will Jesus come quickly? And yet, Lord, if you don't, Jesus, if you don't, I pray that we would not be caught off guard. And I pray, and, and I pray, Lord, that if you should tarry, then in the years to come, that those, that believers would have been wise. And at times when there will be... Uh, real trial ahead for our land, our nation, if that does come, that we would be people who in those times we, we stand firm, our faith is in God, we look to you, we follow you, we hear your voice, we walk wisely, and then in the midst of, of the suffering of the nation, that we, your people, would be like Joseph, and we might prosper, or we'd be like Jacob, might prosper. And that we might, Lord, while, while others who weren't wise and weren't following you and they followed just after their momentary lust would be in grave danger, that we would be wise and we would, we would in, in, increase during those times. Help us, Lord, to believe that that's good. That's what you would want for your people, that, that you don't want to just sweep us away with the wicked, 
but you want to protect and watch over us. I thank you, Lord, that when all those, all those judgments hit Egypt, that we're told that, that didn't didn't touch the land of Goshen, where the where the Israelites were, where the Jews were, that all the Egyptians' goods and foods and cows and crops were destroyed, but not those of the people of God. We ask your protection upon us, and we pray that we would be wise as we see potentially difficult days in our future. We pray for this. Help this day, Lord, we trust you. There are some things also, Father, we pray again the serenity prayer. Lord, help us to give us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. The courage to change the things we can. The wisdom know the difference. Father, if there's big inflation coming or if there's supply shortages coming or there's economic challenges coming for our country, we can't change that. Give us the courage to act on what we can do for ourselves and our families and those we love. And we pray these things and bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks, glad to have you along. This is an important message. Don't underestimate this and don't put it off. We don't talk about money a lot here. Maybe we should more. But I do think that in times of difficulty, there is a big transfer of wealth. They say money moves from, you know, people who aren't very smart to those who are. There are people in this pandemic who, many billionaires have been made during this pandemic. Many new millionaires have been made. And many people have lost their businesses, lost their jobs. There's been a big transfer of wealth. It's far from over. I want to encourage you to be on the right side of this. No need to suffer unnecessarily. No need to suffer unnecessarily. Trust God. Put him first. Find him. Walk with him. He's our rock and refuge. But he gives us wisdom. We want to follow it. Amen. God bless you. I'm so glad to have you along. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Live stream 830 right here. Uh... I'm forgiven too. Monique, we hope your sister and keep her in prayer. Pray she gets better and pray for all those who are suffering from this COVID. They might get better and they might find God and his comfort in the midst of it. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Bye-bye.